Hey everybody, welcome to episode 93 of Vigi Game Apocalypse. Ooh. Is this 93 or is it 94? This I is guess the it's 93. episode uh, where Jurassic Park was uh, originally premiered. Yes, mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. 93. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're all tired. We're starting this really late. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic show. Um, I've been awake for yeah. almost 24 hours and wow. I've been drinking for about six. So I apologize for everything I do. You've also got a bug on your neck. What? Get it! Eve, kill it! Kill it! Oh no! Wait, no! It's it's like a fleck of black things from the earphones. We really need to get these replaced. Anyway, just a part of my body. Just a dirty human being. Thanks for calling attention to it. You have it all over you now that I look closer. You're just covered in ear in the headphones. I hope nobody's watching the stream right now. Very, I'm very body conscious. I'm your host, Michael Raparas. With me in the kitchen studio are Anus Fuckface. Chris Antista. Who else? Uh, Dave Anus Fuckface Rudden. Mm-hmm. All right. Anus Fuckface Lewis. <laughs> Perfect. Anus Fuckface. Yeah. Anus. All right. Anyway. I'm so tired. Yeah, you don't expect us to be delirious at this point? Yeah. <laughs> Time is it now? It's past 1030. And we had a oh, picture we're so of... We're, we're mm-hmm. stuck between the pre-holiday crunch and uh, the holidays just over the horizon. Mm-hmm. We all want to leave here. So, uh, this week's top five is about games based on old movies. This is like games that There's took at no least... no way we didn't do this before. At least 20 years after okay. their source material to come nice. out. Oh, these 20 did, years... Wait, in, we did games based made in 1994. That was we the did, one that we did. I apologize. <laughs> yes. That's wow. also on the YouTube channel. Are we all that old? We're really old. Hold yeah. on. I didn't know that was 20 years ago. That was 20 years ago. It was. It was. But these are all... I, I said an arbitrary set of rules... So that uh, I wouldn't have to decide whether or not to include super, the Super Star Wars trilogy or Blade Runner uh, from 1997, which were both made you know, about like 15 years after their source materials. These are games that came out 20 years after their yeah. source materials. After their source materials were relevant, really. Mm-hmm. Like This is all like, why are you doing this now? Oh, because it's hip and cool and awesome. Okay. It, well, it's always an awesome thing to do. It's just I see it happening more now in comics, but... Uh, from 2000 on, the way a great franchise, if it couldn't make a movie, uh, it would live on in games in a really neat way, usually. Yeah. Uh, I think that's dead. It won't happen mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. But this is not that either. This is oh. games that adapted the the storyline mm-hmm. of the movie into mm-hmm. a game. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's another thing that Blade Runner from 1997, which I kind of discovered uh, researching this, and mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. Uh, no, it's really it, cool. It told a parallel story with mm-hmm. another Blade Runner named McCoy, and like events from the movie are mentioned but not really explored. Whereas even when these games deviate, it's still about the core storyline at some point. Mm-hmm. So let's just jump right in with number five. In the past four years, the Reich has been forced to spend an enormous amount of manpower and equipment hunting down escaping prisoners of war. Well, at least it's rather nice to know you're wanted, isn't it? This is Schindler's List game? <laughs> this is The Great Escape. Is that it is, really? Oh, I yeah. forgot about that. There's I, two of those games, right? Uh, I think there was just this one. By the way, if that's not Tom Lennon, I'm going to eat my hat. <laughs> it probably is. That is, is. so Tom Lennon-y. So Dave, they, could you please watch your mouth? Hmm. <laughs> so this was made in 2003. The original movie was from 1963, so wow. it was made in the 40th anniversary of the original movie. Mm. Uh, and it 
was really kind of a strange game for those who played it. Uh, it was sort of like another game on our list that's coming up, and that it kind of tried to fill out the backstory of the SKPs. Wasn't Charles Brunson in that? Charles yeah. Brunson. I don't know if he plays Charles Brunson. Charles Brunson. Hey, lady. Charles Plus Brunson. Steve, isn't Steve McQueen the, uh, the great escape guy? Who? Yeah. Steve McQueen. Yes. 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 Oh, you mean this guy? How many are you taking out? Two hundred and fifty. Two hundred and fifty. Yes. You're crazy. You want to be locked up. You too. Two hundred and fifty guys just walking down the road just like that. It's the nineteen seventies. You have to do a lot of exposition in one yeah. scene. So they uh they actually use Steve McQueen's voice samples from the movie in key scenes <laughs> in the game. What? They don't get a sound alike. It's it's actually so do you so play a Steve McQueen? You do. Wow. And you, like the, the climactic end of the game is you Not the black it. director of 12 Years a Slave, by right. the way. Let's make that distinction. No, Bullet. Bullet, yes. yes. Bullet Steve McQueen. So the, the getaway Steve McQueen. You do play the climactic end scene of the movie, or I guess just the climax, where Steve McQueen steals mm-hmm. a motorcycle from a Nazi messenger and uh, uses it to jump a fence, I think, into Switzerland? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, it's some European country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I believe it's it's either that or Luxembourg. So Steve McQueen was in the Getaway. Yes, but not the PS2 game, the Getaway. No, no, nor the Alec Baldwin Kim Basinger remake, the Getaway. Hmm. But best Steve McQueen movie that deserves a game, Pathion. Hmm. Pathion. Pathion. Hmm. Dude, it's a, it's all one. about the the a twenty year escape from prison. Oh, wow. that constantly fails. Uh, really he's, good. He's good Watch at escape it. movies. Pathian so. is fucking great. Well, apparently in that one, he's not very good if he spends twenty years trying to escape and fails. Uh, it's oh. more about the, how he gets captured, like even like years later, and then tortured, and then put back in a prison that he can't. It, it's it's basically about France creating prisons where they don't want guards. Um, hmm. Maybe if hmm. we build it on a tall cliff, no one will escape. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then they do. And then Steve McQueen did have the best song in Wayne's World. What? That's Queen. Oh, God damn it, Dave. <laughs> God damn it. Your puns have gone too far. Yeah. But, I mean, this this game uh, was from Gotham Games, which is like sort of a budget publisher, so you know it's going to hew very close to mm-hmm. realism, especially in scenes like this. Terribly bad show, old chap. Luckily, we have a good escape organization here, so you won't have to stay long. Mr. Black. This is for you, smuggled in from Blighty in a parcel. It's a compass. The needle indicates where your next objective is. Just like in real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope your, Wait, <laughs> hope your objective up. was that magnetic north. Do mm-hmm. you guys not have a compass that points to where your next objective is? Well, since I'm not Jack Sparrow, no. Shit. It does sound pretty gay. Sorry, I'm looking at Pierce on <laughs> Michael's shirt. I have a shirt. compass that tells yeah. me I do. Where it's to called Tinder. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was saying now. Oh, it also had a great feature, uh, which was underutilized, but maybe didn't need to be utilized at all in this game. It enabled custom soundtracks, which was sort of it's sort of a forgotten Xbox yeah. feature. Xbox, yes. Wow, where oh you could God. yeah replace the game's music with your own with CD tracks that you'd rip. Yeah, yes, I yeah. Uh, man, I, I forget. I was playing some. Original Xbox game earlier this year. It might have been San Andreas, hmm. and I. One of the options in San Andreas on the original Xbox is that you can like. There's a radio station that can just be your custom soundtracks. Right. And I'm. I was just reminded, like, God damn it! In 2005 or 2003, 2004, I had the worst taste in music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my early 20s. I'm angsty, and I have just fucking. Awful shit. Playing Morrowind and nothing but Papa Roach. 
horrible. I think uh, my, CJ's life into pieces. I guess this is my last resort. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think my Xbox music library just consists of Gorilla's Demon Days album, mm. and that's it. I was all Chumbawamba. Yeah. I just remember writing and like I reviewed it for the newspaper I worked at and I just remember writing like well it supports this feature so if you ever thought that Steve McQueen would look more dramatic with backed by insane clown posse then uh, you can do that. <laughs> Who down with ICP? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think mine ICP was song. just the entire soundtrack from the Razor Scooter game which was on <laughs> the original uh, PlayStation. Oh wow. But I I remember going out and and buying like almost all of those CDs and being like this is cool music. You guys like Goldfinger? <laughs> And then that hey, was shut just up! My soundtrack I've seen them like Xbox. six times. I big Goldfinger <laughs> fan. Yeah. Uh, let's hear some uh, more funny German. Stupid. This man, McDonald, caught in Senua, escaped, recaptured, escaped, recaptured. Of flight Lieutenant Sedgwick, four escapes. Squadron leader Roger Bartlett, eleven escape attempts. Hendley, the American, five. He even tried to jump out of the truck coming here. The list is almost endless. One man here, Captain Virgil Hills, has made 17 attempted escapes, and so on. This is close to insanity, and it must stop. Quiet. Quiet. It's so Tumbling. It's so I'm, Tumbling. I'm sure I don't need to explain the plot of The Great Escape, other than to What's say, like... What's it all about? Yeah, the game you play is four different characters, including Virgil Hills, and you have to plan escapes and dress up as uh, German guards a lot to I don't sneak recommend out you play it. I recommend you watch it, because mm. it's, yeah. it's a... Weirdly funny movie in a very yeah. unfunny situation. It wasn't really that great a game, which is why it's number five on this list. But <laughs> it's still an oddity that's sort of yeah. worth checking out because the movie's the movie is still fun. I think I mm. watched it at least three years ago. Oh yeah, the movie the movie is fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, number four, James, my friend. How nice to see you, Karen Bay. It's been too long. Interesting car, limited edition. Your man Q sent it ahead. Lend me not to touch any of the buttons. You were wise to take his advice. I Otherwise, you might not live to regret it. <laughs> this is Darby O'Gill and the Little People, the uh-huh. kart racing game. Yes, um, that's exactly what obviously. it is. Obviously, This is from Russia with Love, mm-hmm. which was EA's weird attempt to revive a classic Bond film mm-hmm. as a an Xbox One PS2 video game. This is the legacy Goldeneye left. Everybody thought yeah. there was a gold mine there. Yeah, a gold mine in Goldeneye. Indeed. Uh, uh. Uh, this was made in 2005, 42 years after the original wow. film in 63, and they got Sean Connery for yeah. it. That was their big get. Mm-hmm. He actually came back and voiced lines that had absolutely nothing to do with anything that happened in the movie. But do I get to slap women? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Possibly. Press A to jump. Mm. He, does, he does get to tell off a bad Robert Shaw impersonator. The first bullet won't kill you. Nor the second, not even the third. Not until you get over here and kiss my foot. Tell me, which lunatic asylum did they get you out of? Bon up, bon up! <laughs> I'm gonna shoot how you till you kiss sounds. my foot. Yeah. Is it not how old he sounds, but like he sounds more Scottish than he ever did in any of the movies. Mm-hmm. Like no one was saying like Sean, please. It's like Sean. he's doing an impression Sean. of himself. Yeah, <laughs> sort of yes. like Nick Cage in uh, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. All right. Is this? Post or pre uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Um, two, that was two thousand three. Yeah, pretty so sure. post. Wow. Well, probably so prob- probably pre because yeah. he retired right after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like this, we've been this with he just has to sit in front of a microphone. Sean Connery for like ten years. Oh. Isn't that weird? To think that about? is kind of weird. Yeah. A decade with no Sean Connery. Yeah, well, nine if, uh, you, if you count this. But hmm. 
Good. Yeah, wow, that's right. He, he, he's one of the few people who says, like, I'm retired. And he's stuck by it. And he's not come back. <laughs> and he's not senile like a lot of other people who retired. Bob Hoskins, I'm looking at you. <laughs> no need to win. He died this year, Mike. Oh, it's <laughs> even sadder. Uh, but Why are you looking at him? It's weird. <laughs> from Russia with Love. Mm-hmm. Is, it wasn't a bad game. I think it was a terrible adaptation of my favorite Bond movie. It's a great Bond movie. Holy shit. It really shit. is. I think it's it's the most grounded and believable. Yeah. Bond is sort of fallible. The uh, gadgets don't really extend beyond, like, he's oh, got man. a briefcase with a gun in it. And a telescope to spy on people in their room. Like, uh-huh. Oh, a periscope, excuse me, that yes. spies and, into people's rooms. And also, oh, it hides a, a belt of gold coins. Because mm-hmm. that's... You know, every super spy needs one of those. Can I just say, in 2012, Sean Connery was in an animated film called Sir Billy. (laughs) Of course he was. Ah, Sir Billy. It's about a retired veterinarian living in a remote Scottish village who encounters a goat who thinks he's a dog, an admiral who's afraid of the water, and a beaver who was raised by rabbits. So that that reeks of (laughs) Sean Connery. I swear, when the Westminster dog show, it's the last thing I do. That role reeks of Sean Connery being in a pub with somebody in yes. Scotland. Oh like. man! Oh man! Um. Can we please watch this movie? <laughs> oh sure, <laughs> Sir Bill. Let's all stop the podcast and go watch <laughs> Sir right, Billy. Hey right Sean, I, I came up with this movie where you play. Uh, <laughs> is this uh, friend Irish? Creature. <laughs> no, he, this is a fellow Scottish person who's oh, trying see, to pitch Got Sean it. Connery on. Squid billies or whatever. <laughs> about. I can understand you though, so you're not doing a good Scottish accent. Uh, he is a lash one. <laughs> uh, but th- this, I, I didn't like it so much because, uh, as as we were saying, mm-hmm. the original film is very grounded and believable. There's this great fight with mm-hmm. Sean Connery and Robert Shaw, where it's just fucking brutal it's and train car. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, but then they just kind of. Turn it into more of a love letter to like the Roger Moore era of James Bond, where it's all just like ridiculous gadgets, and you've got the cue car, mm-hmm. and you've got the rocket belt, and you've got a grappling hook, like all this shit that was never ever in the movie. Yeah, yeah. but you kind of need that stuff to make it. A- it's true. Do you it, really? It, why, no, you don't need. All it, they had to do like, was adapt to one game earlier, Thunder, time, or, one, or one movie later. They also take one of the best fil- fist fights ever filmed and turn it into a gunfight for no good reason. Mm. You could, they could have adapted the next Connery Bond movie, Thunderball, if they wanted a super over the top gadget heavy movie mm-hmm. uh, and I forgot what else I was going to say yeah, but so that, that, there that movie's not nearly as well known as From Russia with Love no so. I think Thunderball is the beginning of what people think of as the that entire like 20 years of Bond movies no you ask people who don't really know that much about Bond and say hey you've heard of From Russia with Love right? of course they've yeah. heard of it yeah that's the tagline for Tetris right? <laughs> <laughs> no that's From Russia with Bond <laughs> Was it from Russia with fun? Yes, was it, yeah. really? yes oh it was. God. It really was. All right. All right. Let's, let's move along. This is, this is going at a pretty brisk pace. I'm about yeah. to fall asleep. Number three. Put your foot back. Put your foot back. Well, that's amazing. Anybody get who that's trying to uh, That was a flamenco was, score. What? So it's set in Miami, clearly. <laughs> All right. Listen to the voice carefully. Put your foot back. Put your foot back. Well, that's amazing. Michael Caine, it's... Um, uh, the Italian job? Yes! Yes! Mm. I was thinking this was going to be in here. Yes, of course. Because this Italian job, made uh, for the PS1 by yeah. Rockstar, was in 2002, and the movie was 1969, so this was 33 years. This was like the last game that Rockstar made in obscurity. 
Kind of, yeah. Because 2001 was GTA 3, mm-hmm. which, like, shot them into the stratosphere. And after that, like, yeah, that's that's all they did. And uh, I, I worked at a GameStop at the time, and, like, GTA 3 caught us all by surprise. And then, like, right after that was State of Emergency, which was just... That wasn't that wasn't uh, Rockstar. That was like it was State of Emergency was published by Rockstar. It was published by yeah. Rockstar, but actually, Dave, can you guess the name of the the game again? The Italian Job. <laughs> <laughs> Best victory music ever. Oh, I need that to blare out of my El Camino right that, now. That famous Italian ditty. <laughs> well, Italian hey, Job. Yeah. If you've seen the movie. It's about uh, these like East End London gangsters mm-hmm. who uh, do this massive, ridiculous heist on, I think, a bank in Turin, Italy. Yeah. And the, the famous scene is where they use three red, white, and blue minis to escape using, I think, the sewer tunnels where like the police cars can't follow them. Yeah. And... It's it's a hugely fun movie. Mm-hmm. It's Michael Caine, Michael Caine. At, at his most comedic, and the game is basically uh, Driver London 1969, um, where you go on these driving missions, you evade the cops, uh, you don't get to get out of your car. They use the spots to save your game. Please, people, be sure to save your game. <laughs> it's only 17 <laughs> minutes old. Here's another sample from near the beginning. This car belongs to the party star. Yeah, that's typical, isn't it? I've been out of jail five minutes, and I'm in a hot car. I just wanted you to come out and die, baby. does kind of sound like Michael Caine has been it's having a lot of helium. Michael. Yeah. But that's how Michael Caine sounded in the 1960s, 70s. She went there to hear the pre-Michael <laughs> Caine deep voice. Well, did he? Well, I, I haven't seen the Italian uh, The like best one you want to see is was it? Get Carter. Watch Get Carter. Yeah. To see how many people do you think Michael Caine can blow away with a shotgun. It's insane, and he's like he's like, he's like twenty years old. It's fucking it's fucking awesome. Crazy. So I did play this game, but the only Italian job movie I've ever seen is the the new one. The one no, you have to watch the original. Marky Mark. Yes. Ugh. And Edward Norton. Yeah. And Scarlett Johansson. Have I talked on the show about how much I hate. Is Mark she Mark. really in that? No, she had you to be should. Like Twelve. I irrationally you hate, who? hate Mark Wahlberg. I just hate him. Well, it's not he's totally irrational. I, he's been great in a lot of movies. Maybe you shouldn't say that, okay? So much. Maybe you shouldn't say that. Maybe you're wrong. I am, I'm sure I'm wrong. Maybe, he's just one of those people. Maybe we shouldn't do this Italian job. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you should it's call the, the fuck worst. away. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Well, they just don't mock Wobbler right now. He's just talking. I, just, I hate the way he talks. No, it's all good. I hate his it's all face. good. You just gotta listen. He's got the worst face. He's just not listening right now. His voice makes me want to blow my. No, face I'm only off. five foot tall. You gotta look at me when I squint my eyes. It means I'm acting. So short. Maybe no. maybe you just explored a hole Look, in the bottom I'm of the Max, vault. And Max Payne. He did. He's part. He partially ruined Max Payne. It wasn't his, totally his fault. And he almost ruined Uncharted. So thank God that didn't happen. I don't care what he does. He was Dirk Diggler once, and that's like the funniest movie I've ever seen. I can watch every yeah. second mm. of it over and over again. Now Bo- Dirk Diggler is the best wrestler in WWE. Yes, so, he really. So. Thanks, Dave. Yes, uh, I told you it'll permeate every podcast because yeah, of right. you. There's your 10-second WWE clip Yay. from the, the Jam Apocalypse. So, original Italian job, fantastic heist comedy. Uh, has Noel Coward as a crime boss who orchestrates the whole thing from prison. 
It's fantastic. I recommend you watch it. And if you can dig up a copy of this game, I think it's wow, actually worth real. playing. It looks hideous. It was. <laughs> you can look it up on YouTube. It's ugly. I'm pretty sure it was ten dollars when it came out. It was. It was a budget game. And I was like, yeah, it was like. GTA without the getting out of the car. Yeah. And I think in 2003, everybody had pretty much moved on from the PS1. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, hey, you still rocking that old thing? Yeah. Here's something you can play on it. You can it's- get this or Spec Ops for 10 bucks. Your choice. Yeah. Yeah. Go with the Italian job. Even even at an early stage, it's nice to see how indicative that was about how what Rockstar wanted to make. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. Because nobody, nobody came to them with the Italian job license. I'm sure they didn't. No. Yeah, they were like, no, yeah. we want to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish they still did it. Oh, and by the way, I am. Uh, my name's Christopher Antista, and um, if you'd like to help me edit podcasts, <laughs> you're, you're, there is an Italian job waiting for you. Um, uh, I think that's uh, sexual wow. harassment. Yeah, I think so. I, uh, well, well, I'm not, I won't lick anything or suck anything. Unless you do a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So it starts as an entire could, banjo. Uh, and then... Well, they did, they did carry over my favorite line from the movie into the video game. Hang on a minute, lads. I've got a great idea. Some people just want to uh, watch the dialogue. But... Uh, That's the just the, what uh, the fuck was that? Uh, so, spoiler alert. For the end of the Italian job, oh, it ends inconclusively, both in the game and the movie, with... They, they get the gold uh, into these minis. They get the minis onto a truck. They get the truck. They, they transfer everything over to a bus. At one point, they go over a cliff, and the bus is sort of half teetering off this cliff, and the gold is weighing down the side that's teetering, and Michael Caine's character is stuck there with it, and he's like, hold on, I have a plan. Uh... Uh, and then it's just the camera just slowly pulls away from this bus as he's going, uh, and then roll credits. Nice, uh, I guess. Yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah. No, as long as it's Michael Caine. It's Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael I was killed by a shark <laughs> once. I, I don't have a real impression. How did you I'm get just, away? <laughs> it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Number two. Thank you very much. You're very yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Let's talk with you, your, your tongue uh, touching your teeth. I was I was listening to some some podcast recently talking about how like this move this movie defined how gangsters ended up talking and didn't talk like that mm-hmm. until it was depicted on screen and it never said sleep with the fishes yeah like none of those were like really terms and like uh, the day of my blood is willing like no mm-hmm. no one gave a shit about that that was the thing that came about through a movie and then became something mafiosos cared about. That's interesting. It is. Like a, a depiction of them ended up creating... Life-imitating art. There you go. Hmm. Art and they say kids life. don't imitate what they see in the movies. That's right, even if they're 50. <laughs> um, this is, of course, The Godfather. We've we talked about this before, but it still holds a special place in my heart. It does directly adapt the events of the movie while also adding its own storyline with the conceit being that you are one of the many faceless thugs who serve the Corleones, and this is kind of telling your story with their story as a backdrop. So are you talking about... Because EA made two Godfather games, right? They did. So are you talking about the first or second? Or the first. Okay. I mean, the second one kind of more loosely adapts the events of the second movie, mm-hmm. although there's not really a whole lot to adapt from like just the modern-day storyline purely, so they kind of invent a lot of stuff. And, and, and nobody made a Godfather 3 game. Uh, nope. No. Really? I, thank God. God, I'm so ripe for material. 
Yeah. Well, it's like that one's like you could have maybe almost improved it by making it into a game. Yeah. Oh, and uh, as we've mentioned before on this show, they got the uh, the voice of Robert Duvall. Hmm. The Corleone family has need of men like you. Because as we speak, our enemies encircle us, waiting to prey on any sign of weakness. What can I do for the family? We would like to offer you a role as an unofficial enforcer for the family. Basically, just go and kill anyone who's uh, wearing identical overcoats. Sounds <laughs> right. Yep. Oh, those so, guys are like, wearing brown overcoats. They're the Cunos. Go kill them. An enforcer like in hockey? Kind of, yeah, sure. I don't know what, what an enforcer does because I don't watch hockey. Are, the are they the people who tell the other hosts to get off the damn phones? I'm not on my phone. Oh, Antista's on his phone. Ha! <laughs> I wasn't on my phone for once. I was I was trying to look up, like, who, who's oh, James okay. Conn in The Godfather? He's Sonny. 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 Sonny and he's, uh, they got him, too. That's where this Irish crap comes out in you. You know, ease up. But he's like one of the only people they got, right? I mean, no disrespect, Tom, but an Italian consigliere would only listen to this negotiation shit if he had a sharp knife held on this guy's throat. Sonny, you're my brother, but sometimes... Oh, Tom, I'm, I'm sorry. Look, you, you know you're my brother ever since the day I bought you home. But let's face facts here. There's killing to be done. James Caan and Robert Duvall and Marlon Brando. Although I don't think any of Marlon Brando... He, they brought him in to record dialogue, but yeah. I don't think they... He was paid, using but not used. Yeah, yeah. And considering how the level of audio quality was in the Italian job, which we just heard, mm-hmm. how bad was... <laughs> Like Marlon Brando's dialogue in that game that they just had to be like, eh. He was on the verge of death. Yeah, he was. <laughs> it, like, consider that uh, James Caan and Robert Duvall sound like old man versions of their characters. Yeah. And they're relatively healthy, and Marlon Brando was, like, on his last leg. Yeah, but, like, if he's, if he's delivering that dialogue from, like, a really echoey bathroom... Wouldn't they still want to keep it in there because it's like it's Marlon Brando? Yeah, if this is his last role. I think I think they might have kept in a couple lines, but I don't know that that's ever been confirmed yeah. or verified. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should also mention uh, Godfather game was made in two thousand six. Godfather movie was seventy two. There were thirty four years wow. during which time nobody thought it was necessary to make a Godfather game until EA finally came along and was like, "Hey, I've got an idea." Also, Don't worry, guys. You know what? You know what's popular right now? Grand Theft Auto. You know what we can do? Make a Grand Theft Auto with a movie license. Yeah, but let's immediately start out with a budget that's too hard to make up. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they made multiple versions. Jesus Christ! I remember it was like when it was first shown off. It was like they just talked about it as an Xbox 360 game. It's like, oh, this is gonna be one of the first next gen games. And uh, then it just like, yeah, we're we're putting off that version for a little while. It just came out on PS2 and Xbox, and then like months go by, and they like release three different versions, one for each next gen system. Or what? What was then <laughs> next gen? What is now last gen? Also, James Con is in the very YouTubeable intro to Santa's sleigh. I was gonna say like try try and oh wow figure out which Wait, cast member a uh, shitty horror movie. Which cast member watched yeah. Chris Kattan oh, finger man. finger his fiance um, in uh, Santa's sleigh? This didn't happen. Which we talk about in Cheap Popcasts. There's my plug. Nice. The new episode. <laughs> Listen to it. So Godfather, that sure is an old movie. <laughs> And then he's in the shitty movie that uh, Bill Goldberg plays Santa in. Uh, anyway, let's move on to... 
You're standing right now with nine delegates. Yeah. From a hundred gangs. And there's over a hundred more. Sixty thousand soldiers. Machines. Now the rate for twenty thousand police in the whole town. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Don't step on the line. <laughs> he did it better than he did. Can you dig No one who, who, who does that like the real Cyrus. The real Cyrus sued these people, didn't he? He did, I think. Because, yeah, they, they used his likeness without permission. Can I sue you? Yes. <laughs> uh, this move. this is... Probably, the, in my opinion, the best licensed game yeah. period from movie all, of all time. Yeah, uh, twenty made twenty six years after the nineteen seventy nine original in two thousand five. One of the best movies ever made, and people talk Still about. Still a fucking phenomenal. Yeah, movie. yeah people yeah. talk about the Godfather and all. Like this is better. This is more fun. This yeah. will hold up for generations. That's and why generations. it's number one, and Godfather isn't. Yeah, even all the like the little bits of editing they've done, like. Hmm. They they made it more comic booky. Like yeah, if you get they the like DVD. actually add comic book transitions. Yeah, which is like I don't know. I I don't agree with like why it's put in, but I don't tamper it, with perfection. It's like it's not that bad. It's not it's not even nearly as bad as anything that like George Lucas has done to Star Wars. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, like the the Warriors is a great movie, and the game like just it fills in the blanks. And doesn't and it does it in a way that's not offensive, where you don't feel like it's uh, just I don't know. Like most movie games are kind of in like they, they they just do that. They just kind of I don't know. They they kind of offend in how like I didn't want to know that. Why are you telling me this? Hmm. Like I don't know. Active like the Spider Man games, just mm-hmm. kind of like why do I care what Spider Man was doing when he wasn't fighting this main villain? Whereas this movie is like. Oh yeah, I did want to know why every member of the Warriors joined the Warriors. Yeah, that is kind of cool. And what they're doing when they're not being chased across Manhattan, which it turns out is shit like this. Fuck happened here, Charlie? Uh, destroyers. Virgil was with them. Uh, said your protection ain't worth spit no more. Son of a bitch! He's telling all the shop owners we gotta do business through them. Everybody's scared. Well, don't be. The Warriors are all the protection you need. Now pay up. You need us now more than ever. Yeah, pig, the friendly neighborhood gang protection <laughs> money. That's what you should be doing, because the cops won't do shit, apparently. Uh, yeah, so you spend a lot of time, like, you, you start out as Rembrandt. Mm-hmm. Who, the, uh, the spray painter guy. Yeah, and he's he's being jumped into the Warriors, so, like, he, he does a tag for them, and then uh, they jump him in, which means you get to have a tutorial sequence where you fight the other Warriors, and it tells you how to fight. And uh, then, yeah, you spend a lot of time uh, running around, kind of fucking around with other gangs and uh, stealing car stereos and a really kind of fun little mini game. Yeah. You have to, like, undo all the screws. And, uh, yeah, researching uh, who was in the movie and who made it over to the game was actually kind of depressing because you go down that list of uh, the cast for the Warriors and a lot of them, at least a significant number of them, uh, are dead. Uh, Rembrandt died of AIDS in the eighties, which is really sad. He was gay. I don't know. You don't have to be gay to get AIDS. It's a joke, That's especially the in the eighties. Most flaming person in the entire movie. Yeah. But they did get uh, James Remar. Okay, that's all. Did they really? 
Who died? He's dead, isn't he? No, he's not he's dead. Not. He was he was riding in uh, Mortal Kombat Two, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Doesn't mean he can never die. <laughs> yes, it does. No, it does. He's a thunder god. He was he was just, Dexter's dad. Just picture uh, this guy with a rice hat on. Yep. That's and, and listen too. to this. I'll shove that bat up your ass and turn you into a popsicle. Still got the voice. Delicious. And he still delivers everyone's favorite line. You feeling all right, lady? You need a little help or something? Why don't you sit down? Keep me company. Whatever you say, lady. We ain't got time for this right now. Come on, man. Yeah, there's plenty of women back home. Maybe all of you would just go and bag it. Oh, look at that. <laughs> he says that that's like it's one of the third lines of spoken dialogue in the movie, and they put it in that scene, which is way later. Mm-hmm. They, I think they still have they have his like they have the whole opening there. They too. do. Well, they, well yeah. sort of. Well, they they have. Um, <laughs> you mean you you spend a lot of the game just kind of playing through the backstory, and yeah. then like the last two hours of the game is playing through the events of the movie. But like I think the very opening of the game is like that whole like. Like dee, 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 and like the you see the oh yeah yeah with the, the game wheel. members walking in and they're the subway like, stations wheel. yeah 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 is this game still any good it's really oh, yeah, yeah it, it, I haven't played it in to me to me like is years. Final Fight still good yeah and I know people may not want to play a Streets of Rage Final yeah. Fight game I can understand you might not but like it's still just as fun as yeah. any of those games and this has a lot more depth and story yeah. than those completely games and I think like, it's available on PS. Nope. Vita. Nope. Uh, yeah, nope. I think nope. no, I think nope. I think it is available as as a PS2 classic that you can download. I don't think Do so. Do not confuse it with the Xbox Live game that nope. uh, oh, no, no. basically yeah, the terrible. the movie studio I think pulled a Paramount's Paramount. like pulled a Tomorrow gotta, Never Dies. Here. Yeah, well, they did what Sony. MGM did after Goldeneye was a massive hit, which mm-hmm. is uh, take back the rights, go to EA, license them to make a bunch of shitty games. And wonder why these aren't as successful as the original Goldeneye. But yeah, Paramount did the same thing with the Warriors, produced a side-scrolling retro street brawler that got a lot of bad reviews and was not as good, uh, allegedly, as the unlockable side-scrolling 2D beat-em-up yeah. in the Warriors <laughs> that Rockstar did. And you can play the the, uh, the Warriors arcade game, quote-unquote, in the Warriors uh, hideout, flophouse, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, let's see, I have more sound clips here. Give me. Be looking good, warriors. All the way back to Coney. In the world you hear me, babies? <laughs> good. Keep an eye out, gumshoes. Yeah. Adios. <clears throat> the DJ popped up uh, to, to narrate occasionally. Lynn Thigpen. Lynn Thigpen? Yeah, she's dead now. Oh, is she? Yeah. She was. She was also the chief on uh, yep. "Where in the yep. World Is Carmen Sandiego?" Definitely, definitely had this conversation <coughs> yep, like three times so. on the show. Yeah, yeah, and I think I've, every I was time we talk about this CCH game, Pounder. this ga- every time we yeah every time we think, talk about this game or "Where in the World Is Carmen Sandiego?" Mm. This conversation. All right. Well, I'm still sad that she's dead. Okay. No, no, no I, I just, it's uh, that is. A <laughs> very Don't piss on his grief, about. Anne. But then you also you always mention that you confuse her with who? CCH Pounder. That's the one. Not because oh, okay. they look nothing alike. It was just somebody once told me Lynn Thigpen was CCH Pounder. Nobody right? else plays Black Women Authority like mm. either of those. <clears> well, I often That's confuse true. her with Bobby Thigpen, a uh, famous uh, Chicago White Sox pitcher. I want to go. <laughs> he go held the record for most saves in one season for a couple seasons. I'm going to go to bed. Right. You know what I have to say to that? Warriors, All right. come out to play. The Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Mm. And that 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 I'm whole scene myself. is at the end, and I I think it's uh, 
that he has a gun and you have to uh, dodge through a bunch of cover points in order to get to him and beat the shit out of him. But then it also has the same credit sequence uh, Joe Walsh is in the city. Uh, And then it shows that character getting the shit kicked out of him by the... uh, the, um, what, what's I don't just say game? the black guys. Um, oh my god! Like I forget. The, the riffs. The, the, the oh Gramercy, yeah, Gramercy Gramercy riffs. That, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Gramercy riffs. Um, yes, they all. They, but like back and forth, beat the crap out of them. It's almost exactly like the video game version of the end of uh, Death Proof, because mm-hmm. uh, they just kick him back and forth. Yeah, that was that was pretty great in a super comical way. Also great is the ending of the included arcade game where uh, you Ooh. get to the end and you fight Cyrus's ghost. And uh, Cleon's ghost comes up to help you. Wow. <laughs> so confirming that, yes, Cleon did die when he got the shit beat out of He's him. He's war chief. Yeah. Am I, maybe it's because it's been ten years since the game came out, but I feel like they still don't explain why everybody trusted that dude. Because be, he pointed and screamed at a, at a crowded event. But he's the, he looks like such a big junkie. And the warriors are all such stand-up dudes that it's like, mm-hmm. why do you trust this asshole? Well, I think the game kind of gave that a an underlying purpose, and that it's like that you spend most of the game antagonizing all the other gangs. Uh, yeah. So they kind of all have an axe to grind with the warriors. So it's it's a little bit more believable they'd suddenly turn on them at that excuse. And you know that said, I really do love the the gang of mimes in overalls. I cannot think of a more seventies <laughs> thing than that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you can play as all of them. There's like some kind of like yeah. versus mm-hmm. mode. Yes. Where, yeah. yes, yes, you can. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And the warriors went on to inspire Double Dragon with the the vests totally. and uh, Combatribes. No, no, excuse me. It, ex- it inspired uh, fifteen years worth of games out of Japan. Pretty much. Period. Yes. Uh, River yeah. City Ransom. Every um, beat 'em up. Yeah. Was inspired by the Warriors directly. It really was. It really was. The Warriors is fantastic. Yeah. It's the Renegade. best comic book movie never based on a comic book. And please don't watch the director's cut that makes it look like it was a comic book yeah. movie. They didn't make a comic book. Actually. They did. They did. Jailbreak. Yeah. Not Thin Lizzy disavowed. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike's right. looking at the time, and I, I'm really <laughs> drunk, and we should. All right. Uh, well, that's that's been our top five. Uh, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, uh, some other stuff, so stay tuned. This is the Self-Preservation Society. This is the Self-Preservation Society. Go wash your German banjo for rice, too. Come your bonnet fair, we got a lot to do. Put on your dinky door and your pick and ride. Cause time to hurry and buy. It's your old pal Duke Lombardi right here 
burning like a hot pepper in the throat of your consciousness, telling you to listen to Video Game of Pop. Oh, you already did that? All right, well, uh, subscribe and tell a friend, and then oh, oh, follow us at Video Game Apocalypse on Twitter. Uh, hashtag Ferguson. I, will that help us? I don't know if that'll help. I, I don't think that'd help anybody right now. I get, well, hold on, hold on. Well, you know what else they can do? You can buy things through the Amazon links. Did you know Amazon is the leading internet superstore? You can find things cheaper for any... I, I, like, I have a friend who's a child trafficker. Always uses Amazon. It's not only the best range, but the best noodles. It's great. Also, you want to pre-order Evolve? You do it there. You get some free maps. But only through the Laser Time links. Any links, we'll correct that. That's, there's an asterisk there. Uh, but, but I'll tell you what. I hate talking to you people as much as you hate listening. But it's still better than the raccoon. Whom, by the way, I ate in a sandwich. Cold, not my favorite. Not my favorite kind of meat. Still delicious. Until then, happy holidays. You know what? If you're going to make me say happy holidays, I hope you have a shitty holiday. Merry Christmas, Jesus, and Jesus alone. Video game apocalypse for life. Hey, welcome back to our second segment. Let's just jump in with. I'm Chris Antista. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Oh my god. It's appears to be Tyler Wilde wearing Chris Antista's flesh. Oh my god, how did That's this happen? That's fucking terrifying. How did we not notice? I'm so hairy now. Capcom, rabble, rabble, rabble. <laughs> Everybody cherish him. My god. In retrospect, I should have thought it was more suspicious when you dragged <laughs> that knife across Chris's midsection. <laughs> rabble, rabble, rabble. I'm Chris. When you ate his heart, well, I'm we convinced. should have figured that out. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's always saying... That's how he gained his power. When you ate his flesh to take his power, yes. to become him. He's always saying rabble. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, rabble, rabble. That was pretty much the whole first segment. Yeah. <laughs> Just him going rabble, rabble, rabble. I'm, I'm tired. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Stop stabbing me. Well, that's w- <laughs> we were at Extreme and he got some new beer. And like after everyone left, I was like, what was that beer that he got? Because I didn't really like it. I didn't want to make the mistake of ordering it. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's this near one, new one. It's, like, made in, uh, uh, like, whiskey barrels. It's, like, 9.4 oh, MPV. Yes. And oh, I was my like, God. oh, no wonder everyone was getting so drunk around the table with that picture of incredibly potent beer. <laughs> <laughs> he also says he's been drinking for, like, six hours straight. So, you know. This does remind me of how a year ago... We all started getting into bum wine. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. Good times. The fucking kitchen fridge always looked like a mad scientist was brewing some shit in there. It was like was already neon, a year ago. neon wow. colors. Yeah. and ugh. Our bum wine phase was fun, though, wasn't it? It was terrifying. Yeah, it was sort of gross. <laughs> um, you for comeback. But new, new releases. And Dave, this is why you actually offered to come on the show. Yeah. Uh, Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris. Yeah. Sort of a late in the year Tomb Raider game that is, I believe it's a sequel to Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light. It is. It's a download only uh, four player co op game. You can play one player, uh, which is how I did most of the review. But it's. it. So can you switch really... between them, or is it just like Lara and she has spears or whatever? No, she, the, the spears are gone. 
Okay. That's not a part of the game anymore. But um, you play single player, and it's a it's it, it's pretty fun that way. That's how I did most of the review. But then I played almost not not as much time as I did single player, but a, a very substantial amount of time in multiplayer. And it's a, it's a, it's a it's what the original like 32-bit uh, Tomb Raider trilogy was, where it's like it's mostly doing uh, puzzles and searching tombs for weird little uh, mm-hmm. hidden things. And um, yeah, like uh, it, it it works really well. Um, I, I feel like it works a little bit better in like couch co-op than it does in online co-op because the amount of communication you need to have with the people that you're playing with mm. um, I played a bit of it with Chris and there might be a video on the laser time as I understand it he didn't really get it he didn't get it <laughs> he's a he's a bit of a mook he's a bit of a <laughs> he, he's, he's not a, smart he's not smart he's a BK yeah. a bad yeah. kid you're like you're trying to solve puzzle and he's like where are the monsters that I can kill by rubbing my body on them? Yeah, he, uh, what can sounds I sounds like him yeah, yeah. it does Mm-hmm. Is it, can I can I fuck anything here? And I'm like, no, you can't. Which button punches to... things while I fuck them? Wait, yeah. how often did he say rabble rabble while you were doing this? He said rabble rabble. What can I fuck? Rabble rabble. What can I fuck? <laughs> and then he farted <laughs> and was surprised that that didn't do anything in the game. <laughs> and he poured beer on my head, and I'm like, oh, uh, that's, man, that's messed up. That's yeah, not cool. It's rude and, it, and it's not helping things at all. <laughs> so he and then he games. pooped his pants and loved it. <laughs> Yeah. God, he's just the worst human being. But yeah, it's like it, it's yeah. What I liked is that like I played through it entirely single player, and there's some pretty cool puzzles, and um, you know, like the combat's not super great. But when you play it with friends, the puzzles change entirely, so you've got to kind of work them out again. And like, uh, yeah, like I I played it a bit online with people who hadn't gotten as far as I did because I'm a I'm MLG. Pro in this game. Oh yeah, I believe that. And uh, so even like playing with like people, like like with Chris and with people online afterwards, I kind of led the pack and had tips for everybody. And yeah, like the fact that I played through it again and wasn't tired of it because I had kind of a new set of challenges to overcome with my previous expertise. It was it was it was fun. Um, I gave it an 8.1 on, uh, on IGN, which is the highest score I've given for Ooh, an IGN wow. review. Wow. wow. Our reviewer gave it a uh, 79 on PC Gamer. With, which he's wrong. A, I'm right. Well, which is a okay, well, there's a, which is a which is a 9.8 on anyone else's right. scale. Yeah. Uh, 79. But he really liked what you kind of uh, mentioned, that the puzzles change depending yeah. on how many players you have, which is a really clever... Thing to do like if you're playing alone Laura has like the abilities of multiple yeah. characters mm-hmm. but as soon as another character comes in the puzzles change and then they split the abilities yeah. between those characters which is clever and cool yeah, so yeah I, like, I really liked about the first game too um, and it yeah it, it it's very different from last year's or yeah yeah like the, the, the 2013 Tomb Raider mm-hmm. where she's getting like traumatized that after shooting a person and mm-hmm. like 
not really raiding tombs so much as just like doing Uncharted and shooting <laughs> everybody in the head. Yeah. Uh, so it's like there's not that much story to it, but it, I don't know. Like uh, I've like seen a few reviews talking about like it's it's kind of like a serial like 1940s like adventure. Yeah. yeah, it has that pulp adventure feel. It's to like it. a it's like a twin stick shooter when you're not solving puzzles, right? Yeah, and, uh, mm-hmm. not so much in the way of a traumatizing experiences, more yeah. shoot rockets at stuff. <laughs> also out this week, a Dokoro came to PC of all platforms. Dokoro, if you missed it, and yes, I know you did because nobody fucking played that. Was kind of like a first year Vita game. Uh, th- had a really interesting premise where, hmm? Sorry, that's the one with the yeah, Aww, yeah. So, so there's there's a kidna- a princess kidnapped by a monster, and you play as Dokuro, who is a little skeleton in the monster's army, who sees the princess and feels sorry for her and decides he's going to set her free, and so you have to kind of I think you spend a lot of time clearing a path for the princess through monsters and things so that she doesn't get hurt. And everything looks like a chalk drawing, and it's adorable, and it's a lot of fun. The puzzles are great. You should play it. Uh, I think I think it like went on sale for three bucks at one point, and even then nobody bought it, which is sad. Then you should all go fucking buy Dokuro. It's from what I remember, it was kind of sad though, too, wasn't it? Because like the only time the princess ever. S- you only ever see... Yeah, she, she doesn't see you yeah. when you're a skeleton. So, But you can like you drink a potion. A yeah, you become a handsome prince for a limited amount of time, and then she sees you and you can carry her. Oh, that bums <laughs> me out. Yeah, it's a, it's a little sad, but I'm sure it has a happy ending. I never finished it. I didn't either. I should. It was yeah. really cute. It is really you cute. You hypocrites. It's quite... I, I played it. I bought it. Everyone play it. I never I also finished bought it, it, so... Yeah, but I did play it. <laughs> Um, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy, speaking of games that nobody bought, uh, <laughs> is coming to 3DS. Oh, like digitally. Digitally? I can't get a cartridge for this game. I hate it already. No, you say nobody bought this, but I'm shocked as to how much people talk about Phoenix Wright considering mm. nobody bought it. Like, it's the most talked about. Oh, I'm sure plenty oh, of people bought it. It's huge in Japan. Yeah. You say you have an huge objection to it? <laughs> I have no objection to it. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's like, in my Twitter feed all the time are Phoenix Wright references and jokes, so I have to believe a lot of people played it. Yeah. And, you know, the first, the first three games are a great place to jump in. I don't know if they... I'm assuming it includes what was included in the first Phoenix Wright game that was released uh, in the U.S., which is, like, the DS-specific case that used, like, the microphone and everything else. Because, uh, like, those were originally GBA games. Mm-hmm. So this is actually, like, their second re-release. Uh, third, if you count the uh, the iPad versions. Huh. Crazy. I have a 3DS now, so maybe I will get this game, Whoa. Tyler Wild. What? Yeah. Good. Get it. <laughs> and yeah. Do, do it. Can you yell objection with the microphone? Is that a thing? Objection. <sighs> I just I it's did. Objection. No, that was pathetic. Um, it's okay, we can't really yeah, talk too loud right now. Cause that's really about <laughs> it. Um, kind of a paltry week, but we're getting into the end of the year. We've kind of had all the year's big releases already. So, uh, yeah, deal with it. We've had enough games. Yes, there are enough games now. No more. Uh, you forgot Suikoden 2. Oh, crap, ones. yes, that's the other thing. That finally came out on yeah. Vita. 
Well, that's part of like the big news of the week mm-hmm. uh, with all of uh, Sony's PlayStation oh, yeah, experience. Uh, news thing. is going to be a long segment. But like. Suikoden Su- Su- Two is one of the best PlayStation One RPGs, and it's now on PlayStation Network, and you should totally buy it because I bought that when it was like $60 at Funkoland because it's one of the rarest PS1 games and now my eBay uh, profiteering will probably go down yeah, like by more than half mm-hmm. if I ever decided to sell it, which I wouldn't but no, I just no. wish somebody at PlayStation would have told me, hey by the way we're going to release this digitally <laughs> maybe we should sell your game no. Thanks. I will say, uh, do everything you can to get all 108 stars before you finish, because otherwise it will be very, very sad. Yeah. Yeah. Those oh, games yeah. are always really sad yeah, if you don't get, get all, get all 108. Stars? Yeah. It's like Pokemon, but you're dealing with people, so it actually yeah. matters. And each each person <laughs> is tied to a different star. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying Pokemon don't matter? Yes. No. They're people, too. No, they're not. They're poke people. People They're are. animals that don't mind living in balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so are sperm. True. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh they mind it. Oh, that's yeah. why they want to get out. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and they try so hard to get out. My uh, my so my Pokemon <laughs> let let me know that they're not uh, happy with their situation quite often. Mm. They never describe what your it's dick <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Or your real Pokemon. They <laughs> describe what it's like in a Pokeball. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm like a Barbie dream house in there. Yeah, I'm assuming it's like the TARDIS. It's like the opposite like, of that. Mm. It's like bigger on the inside, mm-hmm. you know, so they have lots of room to hang out. They probably have like cool pads in there. Sorry, like, my, my brain's still stuck on dick Pokemon. <laughs> they probably have dick plasma Pokemon TVs private eye. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, yeah. <laughs> quite a detective. Uh, uh, solved that uh, Ash Ketchum. <laughs> case Dick where, Pokemon and going around and ki- killing people's pets <laughs> where he was catching them all mm. but guess who got caught alright let's move on to news quite a bit of news happened over the weekend Mostly the, uh, I think the PlayStation experience was yeah. the big deal. Where Suikoden 2 was announced. Let Yay. me tell you more about that game. Oh, right. <laughs> I was really, I felt really, like I felt, like I wasn't in the best mood when I started watching that. And I felt like my mood improved after watching the PlayStation Did, experience. I feel the same way. Yeah. Like I, well, I, Jaffe brought it down pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. He's all just like, fuck, fuck. I think they the, told him he could swear, though. So this is my okay. new game. Fuck! Like he had to bring up everyone's favorite hashtag and just had to be yeah. and and show off a game that like no one could care. Like, why do you end on that game? It's an arena shooter where it's like a kid drew people killing each other. Great, but everything else. Yeah, I felt really good about it. I felt like I I didn't really care about the at game awards or the game awards. I guess the at game awards. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the the game awards, w- I just was checked out for it because uh, the Jeff Keighley show. Yeah, well, like what in previous years, like that was the trailer show, and they were yeah. trying to move away from that. So I didn't really care about the trailers that debuted and the awards. It's like I feel like regular game award 
like regular outlet game awards are a yeah, bit that's, they're they're a bit more like worthwhile for for a game company to attain. Yeah, to, weird thing about games is like uh, so the I mean the uh, Grammys are I mean everyone laughs at them, but they're a big award ceremony yeah. for music, and then the the Oscars are the really big award ceremony for film. Yeah. And, like, the Game Awards are trying to be the big award ceremony for games, but unlike all of those mediums, like, we have this tradition of every outlet giving their own yeah. Game of the Year awards that, like, have become a big deal in their well, own movie right. Movie critics do that, too. Yeah. They I think the problem is, like, nobody year. knows, like, cares, what though? the, the, who are really the Game movies. Award... The Game Awards winner for the best game of the year. Who voted for that? They they don't really like make it that yeah. like uh, at least there's the, a panel the, of judges. The, yeah, the Spike Game Awards would say like uh, it's made of made up of these judges, and I don't know if this year's Game Awards did that same thing. It's nope. No longer affiliated with Spike, and yeah, which I, is for the best, I think. Yeah. I, you know, full disclosure, I didn't realize these were even going on until I saw people <laughs> tweeting about them, like two hours in the past. So, uh, yeah, they, they kind of caught me by surprise. I, yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't I haven't watch, watched them yet. I didn't watch any of this show. Yeah, I was... I have to... But I, I did hear people saying that, like, wow, this is much better than when it was on Spike. Yeah, I'm sure it was, heard, because yeah. how could Spike be a good influence on anything? Yeah. <laughs> like, as, yeah. as a network. No, it exactly. can't be. I was at my holiday party, so I had to find out about everything that was going on through tweets. So yeah, I was just... I, Watching Twitter all night. <laughs> I do just feel like even though everyone makes fun of the Academy, the Film Academy, for being like, oh, it's just like you know the Illuminati yeah. choosing uh, choosing who wins. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's always going to be a British period piece, which is true. Yes, uh, and 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 no one respects it for whatever reason. Everyone does respect the awards. People do care that people are Oscar winning actors and actresses. Like even though we all make fun of the awards, but. That doesn't really exist for games, and I don't think the Game Awards is going to convince people that, like, this is the award show that matters versus IGN's yeah. awards. And yet it's still something that everybody pays attention to. Like, even if you're just paying attention to make fun of it, you're still paying attention. Oh, yeah, but also because people know there are going to be trailers. Yeah. And were there trailers, Michael? There were trailers. Yeah. Goodness. We got to see a bunch of Zelda gameplay video. Uh, yeah. um, that was okay. Yeah, so it was, it was uh, all right. Uncharted uh, was there, right? Oh uh, yeah, Uncharted. And that was a pretty Metal big deal. Gear. And Uncharted glitched out in the Ooh. middle of the demo. Well, that was a. <laughs> no. uh, I think that was the PlayStation Experience demo. Oh right, yes. No, yeah, I'm confused. Which I think kind of uh, like shat all over whatever the Game Awards is trying. Yeah, to way do. more interesting. Mm. I really like the because like I I completely I didn't completely ignore, but I mostly ignored what was happening during the Game Awards. Because, I don't know, I, I was probably busy that day. But then the next day, I think, is when the... Saturday. Yeah, was when the PlayStation experience Morning. happened. And I was kind of waning in and out of whatever was happening, not really paying a lot of attention. And then at a certain point, I'm like, they're actually doing shit for this event. 
and I turned in the live stream and yeah. saw a lot of awesome things. I, I was seeing mm-hmm. stuff on Twitter lying in bed, and I just like pulled up the live stream on oh, my yeah, phone. Oh, yeah, we watched the whole fucking thing on <laughs> your cracked-ass screen. Wow. <laughs> and, kept, watched... and we kept saying like six times, you know, the PS4 is 10, is ten feet away. Yeah, we like, could just put it on yeah. there. I'm sure. It's, it I'm sure it's streaming on there. But we watched the we watched like two hours of it on, on my on my cracked phone. iPhone screen with me holding it. It <laughs> was a stupid, yeah. terrible idea. I mean, I think the problem was like uh, the Game Awards was a Friday night. Yeah, we were busy, which is like prime time for me to get my uh, oh prime time for day get my, uh, oh. my get my DW. Oh man! You know what D stands for, and you know what W stands for. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Dave Rudden, Nick Wet, Rudden the show <laughs> on Friday night. I'm really sad that you just said Dick Wet. <laughs> yeah, no, I was kind of uh, expecting I, you to say Dave Wudden. It's how Elmer <laughs> Fudd would say it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like uh, with uh, damn it, I'm sad too. We're all sad. Mm. <laughs> The circle of sadness. Sad right and tired yeah. and We're pretty sad. But yeah. the 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 PlayStation experience, like it, it's early Saturday. I really don't want to watch a press conference mm-hmm. because I'm not getting paid to pay attention to it. Exactly. <laughs> and like the, the stuff that they announced was like, I gotta watch this. I gotta like this is kind of it, it. It's almost bigger than any PlayStation press conference in years. Like the stuff that they revealed. Just from a fan perspective, was pretty awesome. Hmm. Like the thing, like we talked about Sweet Into. Yep. That is kind of the. It's a thing that people didn't think would ever actually be like release on PSN. Yeah, we kind of figured it was lost to t- lost yeah. to time. It was lost to a lot time. Of tease in that. It's a very rare PlayStation game, so people thought like. There's something about it that they just can't put it out. It's like the Earthbound of PlayStation, mm-hmm. PlayStation, PlayStation. Where yeah. like it's it's just like it's not feasible. It's not gonna happen. And they said there's too well, much to translate. Yeah, and, and it's gonna happen. It's already out, and yeah. I've downloaded it. And I'm gonna play it again. Devil's uh, Advocate, the biggest disappointment, most hilarious disappointment of that entire show was. Uh, Final Fantasy Final Seven, the Steam version. Yes. We thought that Final Fantasy, and the crowd's like, "Yeah!" And then they show it. It's the PC version, ported back to a console. Yeah. Oh, it's just the P. Oh, yeah, the PC version that came out around the same time. I as really the did like pay- every PlayStation original. I did really like everybody posting like on Twitter things you. Things you didn't remember from Final Fantasy VII, and just like how bad some of that dialogue is, and how mm-hmm. like how good we all thought that yeah. was, and how not that great it is. It was amazing for its time. Yeah, but like if you're not going to totally remaster it, like oh, the audience was just like, oh, who cares? Like unless you totally made it amazing in yeah. 1080p, and really there are cool. people who still care. Look, if they I put know. that out at for sure at five dollars to get. Final Fantasy VII with trophies. Sure. And in some sort of, maybe not actually 1080p, but like widescreen, stretch, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I'll buy it again. I'll, mm-hmm. I, I'll buy that again for $5. Fine, yeah. Yeah. It's I'll a buy fine that game. for $5. It's a fine game. Yeah. It's just, it was just sad to see the whole audience think, 
they've remastered Final Fantasy yeah. VII. And it's like, Finally. oh no, that's the version that was on PC yeah, months ago. Yeah, as like as cool as the PlayStation Experience press conference is or was, it's mm-hmm. they're not gonna they're they're not gonna r- reveal that in the middle of a press conference <laughs> yeah. of that stature. That's gonna be a one last thing before yeah, we yeah, leave yeah. Exactly. at, at E3, E3 yeah. 2015. Yeah. And they but they did show a lot of really cool indie games that made me really happy that they're supporting. Like, that you're never going to play. No, like Darkest Dungeon, which I will play, mm. which is a cool-looking little RPG roguelike thing that I was excited for, like, eight packs or two packs ago. Yeah. I can't remember. Like, cool PC game. But I like to see the stuff that I saw at packs and thought, this is cool and this is going to do well on Steam. I like to see Sony going to them and saying, you can do well with us too and we'll help you. And... And then showing them off at a... The idea of, like, a little indie team making, like, a... I sound like Chris getting all... Yeah, just, it's... The idea of this Well, is, you are wearing his skin, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but the idea of, like... Uh, when I started doing this, writing about this stuff in, like, 2006, the idea of this little indie team making a game and showing it at PAX and then, like, just being embraced by Sony and put on a console was just... Well, the Silly. Sony Pub Fund Crazy. has been going for a few years. No, I know, but I mean, back in the PS2 era, like that was oh, crazy, yeah, silly, yeah. stupid. The idea that these indie teams could get so much recognition, could get a trailer at a press conference. That's, in, that, that's stupid. Like, that doesn't happen. But, like, over, since 2006, things have changed in such a good way, I think, that, mm-hmm. like, these cool little teams are making cool games, and they aren't just, like, having some success on Steam. They're having big success on Steam, and also now they're getting picked up by consoles and supported by the console manufacturers to make their games, and that's exciting because the model just has to change a bit, you know? On that topic, the indie topic, Unfinished Swan, those guys are making a new game, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I can't off the top of my head remember what it's called, though. Um, Is it the... Are they making oh, the yeah, one where you have cool. to survive like the night in the with the like campy sort of horror? No, thing? no, 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 no. This is these are the people who did like the black and white game oh, where okay. you're following a little goose around. I'm thinking more or a swan. Yeah, I'm, I guess. Thinking, I'm thinking far less artsy. Yeah, you are not thinking the same company. Yeah. Who's making that other game? Uh, Until Dawn is the one you're thinking. Oh yeah. Okay. And I don't know, but it has Hayden Penetipatara. And the video she, that we saw was her running through the house in a towel. Yeah. That never fell off or that even... That never like, fell yeah. off somehow. And yet she... But but she did keep, when she was running, reaching up to grab it so, so that it was... So at least, you know, they were accurate Okay, about but I should let you uh, get back to... Right. Their second game is uh, What Remains of Edith That's Finch. the one. That is the one. Okay. It's a lot like the vanishing of Ethan Carter. Yeah, it does sound. It looks kind of similar too. From oh, this one screenshot that they're showing off at GiantSparrow.com. No, huh. well, I mean, vanishing of Ethan Carter is super realistic. This That's is true. really artsy. Yeah, also really pretty. Uh, yeah. Well, Unfinished Swan, for as minimalistic as it was, was also really pretty. That's true. And mostly that it was just very striking. <sighs> Fine. Oh you want to contradict me about anything else? Ugh. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> what else was there, Michael? That cool. um, well, you know, going back to the Game Awards, they uh, they announced a new King's Quest yeah. that was de- yeah. being, is being done in the style of, that. like, if Roberta and Ken Williams were still making games, this is what they'd make. 
Man. So that's kind of a cool idea. Ken Williams yeah. emailed me once, by the way. Just telling you. Really? Just telling what you. What did he say? Cool. <laughs> he emailed me like from his. He's boat. like, "Don't talk shit <laughs> about my pie. <laughs> like, you need that pie to throw at that abominable snowman. We made uh, it missable on purpose. Fuck you." He said. He said. I think. He said, "It's really very unfortunate." And I'm not going to tell you what he was responding to because I'm working on, on, a, on a feature I've been working on for two years. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool. And I'll, also, uh, I guess Street Fighter Five is a thing. Oh yeah, Street Fighter oh, yeah. Five. Oh, yeah. They only showed off like a little bit of gameplay, but it looked like an upresed 60 frames per second <laughs> version of Street Fighter <laughs> Four. I was like, I'm like, I'm I was sure there will it. be. I know, stuff. I was, but I was just watching. I was going, am I wrong to think that this is? Street Fighter 4? Well, if they had changed it, I feel like... It looks like Street Fighter 4. From, like, the 45 seconds that we saw, if they had changed it much more than that, people would have been confused I don't and know what they could have off. changed, but... Mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, what I hope changes is the business model. I think it should be free to play. And that's an like Killer opinion. Instinct? Uh, yeah, but not Killer Instinct. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be an unpopular... <sighs> but... Like, the way League of Legends and Dota 2 have managed to create huge competitive scenes, I think Street Fighter could be a huger competitive scene with a game that just invites everyone to play. It's already a pretty huge Maybe. competitive scene. No, but it could be huger. Huger. More huger. More huger. Even more huger. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like... My glorb. Okay, so, uh, like, Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter... For uh, uh, Super Street Fighter Four, Super Street Fighter Four Arcade Ultra. Edition, <laughs> Ultra Street Fighter Four, what happens? They mm-hmm. introduce balance changes and add new characters. Like that's the kind of stuff that happens for free in free-to-play games. The balance changes aren't a paid thing. That that's a patch that goes out right. to try to make it a better competitive game over time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you could certainly charge for new characters. Fine, like. You want to try out a new character and learn how to use that new character? Like, you can pay for that. But most people in Street Fighter pick a character and stick with that character. So I don't think they would be too put out. Or I say most people, but like really competitive people do that. I don't think they'd be too put out by a free-to-play model where they get balance updates automatically and don't have to worry about buying a new version. I guess there is a culture of like, oh, I like... This, I like uh, Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition's balance. That's the one I play. I guess there is a culture of like picking the version you want to play and playing that one. So maybe they wouldn't like like automatic updates changing things on hmm. them. Yeah, maybe. Street I Fighter could, fans are kind of a finicky subset. I could see that because like, the culture of like League of Legends is like, you need to change this. Oh, okay, you change this. And that's good, whereas I feel like Street Fighter fans are different. Like, people would get mad about sudden uh-huh. changes, but... It's like Call of Duty, where they'll send you death threats if, like, yeah, uh, bullets you, fly out at a slightly yeah, different, different rate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like, uh, I feel like it would make it a... Like, it's a better competitive platform, right? If everyone's on the same page as far as the balance and you can keep tweaking it? I don't know. Hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. Free to play Street Fighter is uh, probably not. That seems like off. that's like one of Capcom's big cash cows. I can't really yeah. imagine. I think Street Fighter free to play, even if they stand to make more money that way. No, they'll just release Super Street Fighter Five mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. Super Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition, yeah. and, and on and on, onto infinity mm-hmm. and beyond until six. Yeah. You give us a five, also. 
Oh, yeah, that's a big deal. We'd never thought that was going to happen. No, Yakuza like, 4. No. Isn't y- it? Yakuza 4 came out like yeah. two or three years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, 5 was the one where it's like, this game looks amazing. Yeah. It will probably never come over here. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That was, was that one of the ones where they were saying, like, they had a whole, like, hashtag campaign of, like... It was, where they were going, like, they, we asked you to recommend, like, what games do you oh, want the most? Yeah. And they were like, we took the top result and we're gonna do it and I was like that's that's one of the things that made me really happy after watching that I was like that's cool yeah. they are listening oh. or the whole thing was fudged well just they just no I, I yeah I but do, they're just like so many, I do fully understand why people so many years say game. before the era of like internet petitions of yeah. just going man I sure hope they bring this Japanese game over to the US knowing like that my cry you know our cries are just into the Guy and they're going up to the stars. <laughs> maybe aliens will hear them someday, but but someday. really they'll never ever happen. But the idea that like everyone cried, yeah. we want Yakuza Five, and they said, you know, we're probably not going to profit on this, but we will do it. And they probably we made won't. enough alien isolation it. money. Yeah. Like uh, this is yeah. exclusive to like it's it's going to be on PS3 only because that's where it came out in Japan, right. and uh, will only be a digital release. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like also won't be translated. Yeah, no, I mean like uh, the last two Yakuza games have been the same way, where it's like we're gonna put this out. It's gonna be completely like a Japanese dialogue with English subtitles. Deal with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and it's like it's the way that anybody who wants it's meant uh, to be played with four thumbs, like all Japanese games. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yes, it, yes. It, I mean, it's like. Hi, so this. What <laughs> was oh, the zombie DLC? That's a uh, Dead Souls. That's yeah. the one that came out over here. And yeah. It was a DLC. Yeah. It was a full game, and nobody bought it because oh, shit, it looked like right. a weird off-tone offshoot. Yeah, and so that's Sega I thought, it thought it was DLC. <laughs> Sega decided, well, this sold like shit, and this was the one that they probably made for the U.S. market, thinking like, well, yeah. Americans love guns and, and zombies. Let's do this, and even that doesn't sell over there. Okay, clearly Yakuza is dead. There's so, no point in bringing this. Like out. along with the announcement that Yakuza Five is coming out in the U.S., they also said uh, Four and Dead Souls are going to be available digitally hmm. because apparently, like since they're both like nobody bought them on disc, they became rare. Really, and now you can get them for not a rare price, apparently. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah. No, I regret this not is, buying them when I have the chance. Likuza 3 and 4 are basically like the successors to Shenmue. 1 and 2? <laughs> no, like people who play Shenmue on Dreamcast. Yeah, I've only really and, played Yakuza 1, and I, I do agree that it had a lot in common with Shenmue. Yeah, and I mean, like, that was like the same generation. Not the same generation, but like around the same time. Like. The series has advanced in, like, Yakuza 3 and Yakuza 4, and I haven't played Yakuza Dead Souls, so I don't know how that, like, compares, but it's like, if you want an open-world game where you explore Japan, mm-hmm. Yakuza is the best way to do that. Yeah, it's it's like Japan's answer to Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, except you, you never really go in a car. Yeah. You just go around, you punch people, you bash their faces into 
like sewer drains and mm-hmm. other things. Because they don't have cars in Japan. Do yeah, you? you go to hostess bars, uh, and, and then you you they know take, how to fly there. <laughs> yeah, and mm-hmm. then you smash the hostess's face yes. into into a sewer, sewer drain. Sewer drain. Yeah. And then <laughs> just imagining the Japanese developer walkthrough video. He's like, oh, here it looks like you're smashing the suit. This, Hostess's <laughs> face into a sewer drain. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, it's that's very bloody. Yes, it is. Yeah, uh, she's not a good hostess. <laughs> Let's go to the options. No, menu. she was insolent, so we it, are punishing her. It looks like you're smashing the options menu into a sewer drain. <laughs> <coughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes. yes, we also decided the options menu was insolent. <laughs> are you just throwing the disc into a sewer grate now? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> How the game is played. Yes. Hi, hi, hi. But Yakuza Five is already in like my top ten 2015 games because oh, I, I mean, that deciding that like, early before you even played. I love I love I, I love Yakuza Four. I love Yakuza Four. So hmm. I did I did finally reach a point. I I do have a copy of Yakuza Four, or I was like. No, it might have been Yakuza 3. It's like, okay, I want to play Yakuza 4. I really should play 3 first and put it in and just, like, opens up at, like, a cemetery with, like, all this unspoken text to to wade through. I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done with this. I'm not coming back. (laughs) Which is sad. That's a little sad. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, so yeah, any anything else? I mean, Witcher was I'm revealed. Sure You're was not just going to play stuff. as Geralt of Rivia. Yeah, tons tons of announcements. Oh, uh, an Uncharted looks great. Um, what was it? There was a bunch of uh, Double Fine stuff. There was oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. Broken Age is coming Broken to consoles. Age. Broken Age, yeah. and I think uh, they talked they... about the Grim Fandango remaster, and they announced a remaster of Day of the Tentacle. Yes, which is a great game. Good, good, good game. I, I do want to say one thing about Uncharted that I noticed watching the footage is that it seems like this console generation is bringing color back. Mm-hmm. Like, we kind of had as accepted, like, oh, games are just sort of drab and gray in the PS3 360 generation, and now more and more, like, I'm seeing kind of a vibrancy coming to games that wasn't there before, and it's, it's sort of like exemplified by. Sunset Overdrive, which is mm-hmm. super, super colorful, but I, I just like that seems to have taken hold of uh, the design philosophy for a lot of these games. They just look less drab. Yeah, they 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 took that criticism when the 360 came out mm-hmm. that everything was too brown and gray, and said, you know what, in the next generation, yeah, we'll change like, well, that. And then these they are the games we're going to have to years. start on now. So, yeah. <laughs> and I like that Naughty Dog got. Ahead of the curve and said, "Like you might fall through this world during like while you're playing this game, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is it's a brave move for a demo to be like when you die you might just like completely sink through the world and uh, the game will glitch out. It happens. It's oh, a it risk. Happens. I love sinking through the world. It's hilarious. Yeah, I love it when you like just once. I want to see a game where it happens and like you don't die and you don't keep." flying or whatever or floating like you can actually just you hit a bottom and you get to walk around and stare up at the world until you decide <laughs> to reset somebody's doing e3 demo like fuck it I'm just gonna keep playing yep i'm gonna shoot at the bed look look <laughs> I, I got a no scope headshot from like ten thousand feet below all right i'll fall into the debug menu mm-hmm. i should probably restart this demo but i'm gonna no, keep no, uh, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna shimmy along the text that's <laughs> showing up so meta. You just mm-hmm. keep walking. You start seeing tweets. Shit, I walked to 
Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> God, gone too far. <laughs> We're all talking about how shitty these tweets look. Oh my God. <laughs> Looks like PS2 tweets. Shit. You guys joke. <laughs> what is this, next gen? This will happen at E3 next year. Yeah. E3 next Mark year. Mark our words. We're predicting the future. Aisha a... Tyler will be doing a demo. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, she'll, she'll be... She'll fall be... through the world. Gasp. What, a, what an but astute I mean, guess. Yeah. Are you sure you want to risk that? She herself will fall through the world <laughs> and uh, <laughs> end up on the other side during the demonstration uh-huh. she'll become in Australia a, she will become a complete digital person yeah. <laughs> it's already happened that's true it was in Watch Dogs alright so yeah it's been a pretty eventful week for news at least if not for new releases but uh, now we should probably move on oh yeah The Witcher 3 got delayed to May 19th oh yeah and that sucks ah, See, it was, it's closer to my birthday so I don't care like I said that sucks I was also closer to my birthday actually um, but that, that's one where it's like it had already been delayed into 2015, so it's just, it, yeah, in it's my just mind, it's just part of a nebulous what, 2015 months? blob that, like, it doesn't matter. That's so far in the future. Nobody's like, going to be alive then. As far as my job, like, content planning, yeah, as soon as anything got pushed to 2015, it was like, oh, I don't have to worry about it. Well, I don't have to year. think about that. <laughs> well, okay, I'm, I'm, I've stopped thinking about it, so the fact that it's moved is fine. And as everyone probably has uh, pointed out, like, Hey, good. If they don't think it's ready, spend more time. Glad that they're not pressured to release it before they're ready. Mm-hmm. It will release no game before it's time. <laughs> I hope. Because it seems like a big one. It seems like the the complement to my Dragon Age experience. Mm-hmm. You know, a very different sort of open world RPG. I'm stoked mm-hmm. on it. I really so. need to go back and play Dragon Age because... It'll probably have a place on our uh, show next week. Inquisition is really it's fun. The, it's going to be the ten best games I've of twenty fourteen. Inquisition, wow. and I have made three Inquisitors. I cannot seem to pick one and stick with it. Yeah, that's not true. I have picked one. Oh, okay, mine's a brown-haired white dude. Mine uh, is a. I have three Inquisitors. They are all different races, and they are all redheads. <laughs> I made a lady who looks like the lady from The Killing. So, all right. Seen that show. Nice. But aside from all that, if if uh, D four is not in the top ten, I quit the show forever. Oh. Mm. I'd better play it then to see if uh, what, what's more important. I've heard the soundtrack's real good. Yeah, soundtrack's good. It's uh, it's basically Deadly Premonition with all of the fat cut out of it. Oh. Yeah. That's compelling. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a have to Give check it out then. Is it still as weird? Especially it, since... Deadly Premonition? It the, is just as weird, maybe even more so, because it's in, nice. a, it's in a tighter package. Deadly Premonition, which I believe is free through PlayStation Plus yes. this month. Woo! If you want to play a 40-hour, oh, yeah, like, mindfuck from that. Swery. Yeah, with lots of really terrible shooting and exploration in yeah. between the awesome <laughs> If you don't want to do any of that, just follow him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much the same experience. Yeah. 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 All right. Let me, um, let me amend my previous statement. If Swery's Twitter feed isn't a Game of the Year can- candidate, <laughs> okay. then I quit. All right. It will be considered. I promise. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of news, which you didn't get to, I, I really quickly did enjoy Kojima tweeting that he could not get into Jeff Keighley's after party because he was wearing wearing, wearing trainers, as they would call them in the UK. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> train diapers. SMH, man. That was, uh, yeah, Kojima could not get into a party because he did not meet the dress code. And it's like, 
Oh, man. Fucking who, Kojima, fire that bouncer. Well, exactly. Well, I mean, like, who holds a party for game industry people where there's a dress code? Because yeah. you know how they're going to show up. What, you know that most Naughty of us have... guys also denied entry? I, I, he did say, like, Naughty Dog was leaving, too, because uh, they weren't wearing the right clothes. And I was like, you, know, you know that most of us uh, in this industry have, like, free video game t-shirts that, are, like, yeah. are, in places our skin has actually grown over them. <laughs> yeah. I just had to look down and make sure I wasn't wearing one, but then mm-hmm. I realized, oh, no, I'm wearing a hoodie, a game hoodie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just free thought that was uh, hilarious. The idea of Kojima not getting into a party. Ah, oh. He could come to my party. Yeah. Jeff Keeley, you're blacklisted forever. <laughs> Blast, blacklisted from Konami, you will never get to, to play Saw 3. You, you will never get to Konami again. <laughs> You'll never get to play Domo-kun's uh, jump slots on iPad <laughs> before release. Um, Alright, so let's move on to our community segment. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was... Has there ever been a moment in a game that made you tear up or outright cry? And if so, what was it? I don't know how to cry. So, Dave, you weren't on. Yeah, Anne doesn't know how to cry. You weren't mm-hmm. on last week's show. Do you want to answer before we let uh, the listeners go? The finale of the first season of Walking Dead. Yeah, that did fuck mm. me up a little. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. be spoilery, but, like, just the, yeah, the decision you had to make was pretty intense and... Uh, I cried. I uh, I cried. I got my brother playing the first season of The Walking Dead on his iPad. And I was over at their house this weekend, and every once in a while, he was sitting on the couch across from me playing, and every once in a while, he just goes, What the hell? (laughs) Oh, God! What? What? (laughs) I'm like, you're not allowed to swear. But what happened? <laughs> what choices are you making? He's like, a little boy just died. I'm like, you let him die? <laughs> oh, there was no stopping that. So good. Yeah, I mean, it had to happen, right? Sure. Well, JJB Sterling was the first to answer on the forum, so he or she or it gets read first. Uh, I can really only think of one time I've ever started to tear up while playing a game. And that was the end of the first season of The Walking Dead. Well, there you go. You're in good company. I haven't played the second season at all, and I think a big reason is because how much that ending got to me, and it kind of felt right for me to maybe not get into the next season. Okay. Wow. That's That's not a good reason. It's not a good business plan, then, if the first season of your game makes people not want to play the next season. Uh, Jar, I agree with you here. Probably the most popular answer, the intro to The Last of Us gets me every time. The game hasn't made me outright cry, but I start feeling that twinge right before the title card shows up. There's a good shot some listeners haven't played it yet, so I'll skip the details, but I'm tipping my hat to Naughty Dog for doing a masterful job of making me feel like shit right after I load up the game. It did make me say, aww. Aww. So, like, I've had a lot of games do that to me, Mm -hmm. where I get, aww. Aww, that's sad. Uh... Bioshock did that to me once. I can't say when, mm. but there was one moment in that game. You remember that there was one, you just don't remember what it was? No, I remember what it was. I just don't want to say it just in case there are people listening who haven't played the whole thing. Was it the ending? No. Okay. Uh, Slain Puddle uh, mentions Brett and says, uh, I'll go with Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask. But Slain Puddle, how could a puzzle game be emotional, you say? But hear me out on this. Spoilers, obviously. 
so I guess stop listening right now if you don't want to hear <laughs> Professor Layton spoilers. <laughs> I don't. In the end, you discover the main villain who is terrorizing the city is Layton's best friend, who he thought died during an expedition of his past. Layton had a friend? <laughs> I thought he just hangs around on that weird kid all the time. <laughs> he goes on rambling how unfair the world is and how the mayor stole his girlfriend and the expedition money. But then they reveal that the mayor, another best friend, <laughs> actually built the city in order to search for him and pretend to marry the girlfriend because she was almost forced to marry a baron. I don't know what's happening. They even said the name of the city is dedicated to the miracle of his return because he never gave up on him even when everyone was certain of his demise. The game is such a wonderful story about a friend who literally dedicated his life and savings for the person he cared about the most in the world his best friend. Hmm. I'm going to go weep now in the corner. Oh. Everyone's certain There were a lot of he's and him's in there, and I wasn't sure who uh-huh. it was. So someone was about. a friend with someone else, and then yeah. they did best friend stuff. Yeah. Okay. The end. And then they cried and did butt stuff together. Uh-huh. Cool. I won't play that game. Yeah. <laughs> Bladed Falcon says, to the moon for me. Uh, Fuck. Okay. A lot of people will agree. All right. Yeah. That uh-huh. game fucked me up. And in several moments, actually, but this is one game I want people to actually play, so I'd rather not put specific spoilers. I'm just that going to mention fucked me up. that, especially for, especially, especially for people that have close ones with Aspergers, or if they have Aspergers themselves, like I do, this game is going to strike a chord pretty hard. I did play some of that game, and it, I was starting to feel it. And I haven't gone back to it yet. It hurts. But I played it because I was playing the developer's follow-up, A Bird Story, which was not very good at all. Mm. I don't recommend whatsoever. But To the Moon, I started playing and immediately. I was like, yeah, this is good. To the Moon is, is really good. I definitely but yeah, that, that one is a killer. You should play To the Moon. But A Bird Story, not as much. That's too bad. Yeah, but it was it was kind of a... Uh, inner cool follow up. It was just it's not a as nearly as big a game and the fact that it didn't succeed is not not a huge deal, I guess. Hmm. Uh twenty two MB says I expect no one else to mention this but Mother Three. You have to say it since I teared up playing my Japanese cart and again playing the translation patch. Not so much the big wham moment during Chapter 1, but the final battle with the Masked Man. That and the very short Chapter 6. It's the love theme from the game and its variations. It plays almost... El- <clears throat> sorry. It plays at almost every solemn moment of the game. And thank you for 22MB for not like spoiling anything about the game. Brendolph says, My earliest memory of feeling emotional in a way while playing a game would be Gears of War 2. Yes, I know it's a bro game, but when it came to the scene of Dom finally finding Maria, that made me see what video games can do. They can tell not just a story about some dudes shooting creatures that come from holes, (laughs) but imply emotions to any part of their plot. This this question kind of... It encourages spoilers. It encourages people to say, like, this is the thing in yeah, this Yeah, but I mean, all you really have to say for that scene is when Dom finds Maria. 
So I teared up uh, in Zork when, look, okay, so you're outside the house, and there's a mailbox mm-hmm. there, and it's just a really emotional, anyway. I was trying and to you type Zork's in, spoiler. fuck the mailbox, and yeah. the game scolds you about using that kind of language, and you're sad. <laughs> and you cry. I, I don't have any Zork spoilers. I kind of want to read this one from Captain in Arms, just because uh, nobody else is going to say this. Company of Heroes. Really? Uh, during a run-of-the-mill 2v2 skirmish of this World War II real-time strategy game, the sudden realities of war struck me. The enemy had just crashed a huge army against our defenses. We barely held on, and once they had retreated, there was a brief period when there was no fighting, and we collected ourselves. In Company of Heroes, soldiers often do not outright die immediately. They are usually mortally wounded with a small window to save them with medics. In the meantime, they writhe in a pool of their own blood and scream at the top of their lungs, begging for someone to come and get them. As I said before, all fighting along the front had temporarily ceased, so all I could hear was a field littered with young German, American, and British men crying in pain. In most games, medic units usually heal and regenerate teammates directly, because magic slash science, but in Company of Heroes, medics are delegated to the much more realistic task of clearing casualties from the battlefield. Clearing casualties literally means running out into the battlefield, triage who has the most likelihood of living, and return the wounded to friendly lines in a fireman's carry. The scene was horrific to me. Somehow, the scene of just two medics slowly trying to clear the field actually made me feel worse rather than better, because while the medics were saving lives, I knew they couldn't save everyone in time. I told my teammate I was going to build another medic station to clear bodies faster, but he nonchalantly advised me not to and instead save up for a tank. When the game ended in a victory, may I add, I actually choked up and cried because the scene I just recreated in this video game actually happened on a daily basis during World War II and every war ever at that. That's tough. Yeah. A pretty good story, though. It's a good story. Yeah. I'm going to read one because it's not actually a moment in a game. It's just something I find funny. Uh, I am sorry says this isn't really what you're looking for with this question but the most I have cried because of a video game would be every single time one of my older brothers beat me at Smash Bros to an embarrassingly late age (laughs) I just found that funny I Um, uh, screamed at my friends in junior high and ran out of my friend's house because they beat me mercilessly at Street Fighter 2 and uh, made fun of me a lot and uh, I was angry uh, War the Nintendo says also said uh, one of the Professor Layton games. I'm not going to yeah. read his answer because it's kind of long, but he said Professor Layton game, Unwound Future or Lost Future, depending. People on are very future. emotional about this Layton fella and uh, this uh, these uh, DS puzzle uh, <laughs> games. <laughs> Somebody else said XCOM. Un- uh, Paragon Shepard said XCOM Enemy Unknown. Really, mm-hmm, makes sense. Uh, you can name, nickname, and customize each squad you gain, so of course I named most of them after few, uh, future U.S. alumni. <laughs> in XCOM Enemy Unknown, I guided my support specialist Quinn Norton through many successful combat missions against the alien menace, and she saved countless lives with her extra med pack slot. I lost her to one of those damned melee aliens before she could get her jetpack. Rest in peace. And Lewis the Sniper never died, by the way. Dave Rudden, What up? Dave Rudden died a couple times. Oh, yeah. I gave you the shotgun and made you just run straight I, at the enemy. I stopped <laughs> naming my characters because they became so disposable. <laughs> and, like, a couple of them, it's like I made a character that I actually liked who got a bunch of missions in and then died. And it's like, I'll just make another one. 
Let's <laughs> make this one identical to that last one. Yeah. It's going to be creepy as hell. <laughs> like, no, now you wear this wig. Quite a few people said uh, Mass Effect 3. Hmm. Uh, I can see that. Some of, the, yeah. some of the many deaths that can occur in that game. A couple people also said Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Um, mm. I also see uh, This War yeah. of Mine, which we have mentioned earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started playing that the other day. It was great. Yeah, Brothers makes you like feel emotion pressing a button. Hmm. Because it's normally a button. Uh, no, I don't want to swell anything, but like, it's a button that you're not express. You're not expecting to press at a certain hmm. point, and then when you do, it evokes an emotion. I gotta say, when I was playing Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare, and I had to press F to pay <laughs> respect to my best friend who had fallen. <laughs> well, and you Actually, couldn't see for me. It was pressing X. I pressed X. I my respect. I couldn't stop the rhymed. tears. I couldn't stop the tears from going. Never gonna press X for my friend again in my life. I loved him. I, I just kind of want to see. Yeah, uh, press X to pay respects, and you just see like two jets of water <laughs> squirt out of your point of view. Yeah, just like covering the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a Blue Man Group <laughs> performance or something. Sensational said, I teared up during the power armor section of Saints Row 4 as soon as you got the touch kicked in. My eyes Aww. started watering. I think it had more to do with that song. Reminded me of being a kid watching Optimus Prime die. Raccoon Hale, I wanted to read mostly because his signature is Raccoon Power Rankings. Oh, yeah. Which is, is hilarious. I think I now occupy a place on there because we killed Nate the Raccoon. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Michael the Raccoon Murderer, you're number uh-huh. 105. Oh, okay. Yeah. As long as I'm on a list of raccoons. Yeah. Um, oh, he, he said uh, Valiant Hearts. And he said, did anybody, hmm. was I the only one who played Valiant Hearts this year? And no, I played it. <laughs> I, think, I think I actually cried more at the trailer for Valiant Hearts than I did the actual because game. That, okay, so that trailer, the E3 trailer, yeah, I watched cool. right after my parents put my dog down. Oh, man. And the, the fucking trailer is of the dog laying on a grave, and I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck you guys. Fuck you, you're horrible. Yeah. Well, you had the, the very sad imagery, you had the very melancholy narration, and you had that Ugh. piano music that kicks in at exactly the right time. Oh, it's like, God, oh, it's it so sad, me. it's making me think of all the lives that were ended by this horrible, pointless atrocity of a war. And then, like, you're supposed to kind of think that it's Walt the dog narrating the trailer, and mm-hmm. ah! Ah! And you're thinking, all these people are gonna die! It was a perfect storm of me wanting to cry so bad. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. All these other characters, his friends, they're all gonna die. It's horrible. Uh, Homeless Viking says, My younger brother and I found and saved all the hidden Yoshis in Yoshi's story for N64, except for the dark blue Yoshi. <gasps> and we wept. <laughs> I guess I do have one memory that uh, I I, I, don't, I wouldn't say I've wept over it. And wept is a disgusting word. Never mm-hmm. use that word. Uh, but it was uh, uh, playing a uh, Ico or Eco, whatever you want to mm. call it. Uh, with I I played that entire game with my mom, and uh, that 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 I saw it like randomly on YouTube a trailer for it mm-hmm. <laughs> recently, or just a video of it, whatever it was. 
and I just remembered like uh, long lost, uh, you know, being a Aww. young playing playing games with my mom, and it was uh, it was very emotional for me. Hmm. But I find that some of these answers are are like that, where it's just like I had a actually a great memory playing a game, and uh, looking back, it's uh, emotional. Oh. Actually, I think my first time tearing up at a game was, uh, or because of a game, was because I lent my copy of uh, Zelda 2 to a friend, no. and I had a save file on the second to last mm. dungeon, and I'd, I'd worked for months to get that far, and then he called me up and was like, yeah, um, my little brother played it without asking, and he deleted your saves. I would have murdered that yeah. child. Yep. <laughs> I, I instead threw a fit and was crying. Can't be tried as an adult. And then my dad made me uh, told me to shut up and clean the garage. <laughs> <laughs> and then you cried. And it while was the worst the day of your life. Uh, it was it was up there. <laughs> <laughs> Not even top ten, but you know. It was, uh, hey, eleven is still pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. New question of the week: If you could see an old movie made into a game. Let's say old before 1990. What would it be? I think for me, uh, the, my answer to this for a long ass time, and I, I really kind of harbored a not so secret hope that Rockstar would do this after the Warriors, is Death Race 2000. Because that, that's a, a movie that I had not seen for years, put it off. Uh, one of Roger Corman's finest pictures. It is absolutely insane. Uh, if you've never seen it, it has Sylvester Stallone as a cartoon gangster who's driving against Frankenstein, played by David Carradine. Michael, it's so violent. No, no it's not that violent. It's so violent. And I mean, there was a Death Race game made in arcades, like, <laughs> not long after the movie. But I would like to see something that, like, really adapts the spirit of the original movie, which is, it's a race like from the east coast to the west coast or maybe it's the west coast to the east coast i forget it's it's literally across the country and you run over people along the way it's all violent carmageddon Karma i don't know why this is how i imagine your your mom so violent so violent but that movie is hilarious like everybody should see it it is amazing has one of my favorite lines of all time, but if I said it aloud, it would be a major spoiler. <laughs> so you you all need to go see it uh, so I can say the line. But uh, I, I would really love to see it as like a long sort of like the crew thing where you're traveling across yeah. the country through famous locales and shooting at other competitors while uh, running people off the road. And then there's a resistance that tries to mount Wiley Coyote style uh, tricks to destroy you like Painting a giant tunnel in the side of a wall, <laughs> and that you can then oh, smash into. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, Anne called this out before we even decided the question of the week. But my favorite film of all time is Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, which hmm. is a fantastic film, and Paul Newman is beautiful. And goddamn, so beautiful! I would marry him if he were alive, and if that could happen. <laughs> I mean, if he were up for it, you know. I mean. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what his he his into, character but. in Cat on a Hot Tim Roof might have been up for it. Totally. Oh yeah, he's got just such pretty eyes. But anyway, <laughs> Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is a great damn film. And uh, and you said in the style of Red Dead Redemption, which uh, yes, that could could be it. But you also mentioned uh, your answer in relation to a Telltale game. Oh, fuck you! But I'm not going to steal your answer. I'm just saying like Telltale has proven itself pretty good at like 
I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would want to play Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid if it just let me go my own way and do whatever, because that's not the world they. That's that's not the story I know. So I don't. What I don't about know what I would in the want. style of Red Dead Revolver, which is a much more linear, curated yeah, experience? Maybe because I just know like. Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid has to end the same way, and it has to end with a freeze frame and, well, I won't spoil it. But the reason I said Red Dead was because that move or that game really nailed, as far as like the world goes, the feeling of the world, yeah, and the story, and on top of that, the music. And Butch Cassidy has pretty great music in it too. Sure it does, but you just kind of have to be shuttled like from location to location. As long as it, as long as it stayed true to. Uh, to that film and the 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 characters, because like I don't know, the great thing about that film is that just the the Redford and uh, uh, Newman. Paul New- and Newman just they're they're interacting. Newman Newman, <laughs> they're super funny. So like it would really for me be all about the dialogue between them. But anyway, uh, I would totally play that game. A Telltale game where you could play as either character, or or a Rockstar game where you could play as them, as long mm-hmm. as it was as long as it was very true to to the source. Because right. that's such a good movie. You should all another movie you should all watch after you watch Death Race. You should watch uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance yeah. Kid. Because I gonna... think you should probably just watch every movie we mentioned here. Today, yeah, and every movie that the the listeners mentioned too. Right. Yes. Because mm-hmm. Butch Cassidy was a hundred percent a film that I saw and was like, oh, western. I'm not a person who likes those. And then I realized after I watched that, Westerns are great. Westerns are fucking they're awesome. They're super good. Yeah, like, they're really, they're really, really they fun to watch. Well, because you're growing up and it's like all the lame kids were into playing cowboys and Indians yeah, or whatever. And it's lame. like, oh, no. That's dumb. I, the Westerns, like they had on Sesame Street. To hell with that. That's, that's like Dennis the Menace yeah. with Cowboy Bob. I don't want any part of that. And, but these are really like characters with a really modern sense of humor that are really funny and like... And and cool. Like I, I didn't think Western characters could be cool until I watched oh, yeah. Westerns and was like, Oh no, that is really cool. He can he, yeah, he but can it's only also shoot stuff. Paul good Newman and Robert Redford. Yeah, let me put it so, way. Cool. <laughs> They're Han really Solo cool. is the epitome of a good Western character. Exactly, yes. yes. And Star Wars is a Western. Once you it realize is. that, you love Westerns. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. So my uh it, it's it's almost Rockstar only idea of a past franchise that can be made into a new game is The Running Man. Hmm. Kind of did something similar with Manhunt, but they didn't come right out and do Running Man. Yeah, Running Man was uh, the three, the theatrical uh, TV network version of right. Manhunt. Because That's Manhunt true. is like super crude and there's some guy like yelling into your ear like, yeah, choke that guy. Choke him. Kill him. Mm. I love it. But, yeah, totally getting off on this. But you watch Running Man, and it's like it's it's like professional wrestling. It's this big TV show where it's like, yeah, Jesse Ventura is about to go kill Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let's root for him. Yeah, and I feel like Rockstar would do that. Like they they started to do that with the Warriors game. Yeah, I kind of feel like they've moved beyond that period, which is sad to me. Like they were really good yeah. at recreating like. The late 60s, early to mid-70s. And, yeah. Like, yeah. if they can mix the uh, GTA Five like, cool uh, vibe that they had from that with uh, the Manhunt sick sadistics. The mm-hmm. sick sadistics. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. 
Yeah, and plus that singing guy. Yeah, and uh, if they could just mix that together, they would get Running Man. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. So I have two answers, but I'll keep mine quick. One, Princess Bride in the style of a Telltale game. Mm -hmm. I think that could work well. And two, Full Metal Jacket, like... Spec Ops The Line. I would love Princess Ooh, Bride. Where it's yeah. like, it's still a shooter, mm-hmm. but it's more of a story game mm-hmm. than it is anything else. <laughs> I'd really like uh, one of the like, dialogue trees in a Princess Bride just like... Be rhymes? No, just like <laughs> every every option is just, you kill my father. Prepare to die. Alternatively, inconceivable as every single... Uh, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd love to play play as uh, what was right, and you could play as multiple different ca- like different characters in every episode. My name is Inigo Montoya. Right. No, the the um, the Wallace Shawn character. What was his name? Oh, uh, Vin- the Sicilian. Vis- vis- yeah. Oh crap! Vis- vis- I was I feel like we're, this is on the tip of our tongue, but we don't have time to figure it out. No, no we don't. So, but everybody knows who you're talking about. Yes, I would like to see every dialogue be option of- be inconceivable. <laughs> Yes, there'd be a lot of uh, opportunities for humor there, and mm-hmm. uh, my my favorite telltale press moment, X to inconceivable. <laughs> my favorite telltale moment was when I uh, in one of their games when I skipped the credits recently. Vizini, Vizini. Ah, when I skipped the credits and it said Telltale will remember that. Bastards, <laughs> 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 oh, you got nice, me. Nice, yeah, that made me laugh pretty hard. <laughs> and the next credits is just all about how you skip the credits. <laughs> Oh, I really hope that it remembers that you skipped the credits. Yeah, or they just scroll them past at the speed of light. And it's yeah. like, there, you can't skip them. <laughs> yeah, it's just absolutely. photos of everybody who was in the credits just like... Shaking sh- their shaking head at you. Head. Yeah. How rude. Uh, all right. So what if you could make any movie uh, made before 1990, any older movie, into a game, what would it be? Let us know by going to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums and uh, registering your opinion in Laser's Time show discussion. First person to post there, along with the question, gets read first on next week's show, or you can comment under the article for episode 93. So that's been Video Game Apocalypse. Let's go out with a quick round of plugs. You can follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, or me personally at Wikiparas. Someone else go. I'll give my real Twitter name this time. It's <laughs> Tyler oh, underscore Wild. Uh, that's actually me, who I am. You have to type out the word underscore. You do. It's, yeah. it's, no, the, you it's Tyler, <laughs> the word underscore, wild. <laughs> no, it's just an underscore. You have to actually write out the word underscore. Uh-huh. Uh, the word T-H-E-W-R-D. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's um, like a pimp named Slickback. I write for uh, PC Gamer, as you probably mostly know, and recently... One of my reviews was included as B-roll on Al Jazeera, so... What was the context big time. for that? Gamergate. They were, they were doing a Gamergate oh, thing, okay. and uh, they were talking about the importance of game reviews, and they uh, just uh, had B-roll... like, here's a corrupt game review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had B-roll of my uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare <laughs> review. Okay. And my name's right there. I'm like, oh. yo, Al Jazeera, me, I'm on Al Jazeera. Not really me, just my name... And some words. And then they, like, randomly highlighted the part of the intro where I said, well, it's, at least it's better than ghosts. <laughs> like, they, they highlight that and pop it out of the, uh, of the video. And I was just like, well, that wasn't the best part of the intro. I thought that was a fairly well-written intro. But thank you very much, Al Jazeera, for, for, for paying notice to my sure. review. Dave, go. Uh, I'm at Dave Rodden on Twitter. 
You can find my uh, probably, no, definitely more coherent uh, Lara Croft and the Tomb of Osiris review on IGN. Cheap Popcast, there's a new episode about wrestlers in Christmas movies. So, <laughs> wow. That's a surprisingly uh, strong niche that you should listen to that episode and find out everything about it. I can't remember what I said my name was at the very beginning of the show. Um, a- oh, a- I'm Anis, a- Anis Fuckface Lewis. Yes, was that it? Yeah, I something think that like was that. it. Something like that. And I'm at BDR and Lewis on Nice. All right. Well, it's almost 1 a.m. as we're recording this, so uh, we're all exhausted. Thank you for suffering through this show. We promise we'll have a better one next week. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Let's roll diarrhea. All right, that's our secret sound. <laughs> Very efficient this week. Sweet. Like diarrhea. <laughs>